0: Information you can trust, stories you can relate to, and tips and tactics you can apply on your next adventure hunting, fishing, camping, and everything in between. This is the Battle Mountain Podcast. Today we have Ryan with Warrior Fuel on the podcast. Super excited to discuss. You know, the ins and outs of having an idea and making that idea go from just an idea in your head to a true actual business, uh, the importance of fitness in the backcountry, as well as some of the things you should focus on in the gym that might be different uh, for a backcountry bow hunter. i uh, gonna learn a little bit about Ryan and talk about some of his loves for bow hunting and, and, other things like that. And wherever it goes, it goes. So thanks a bunch for hopping on the podcast, Ryan.
1: Heck yeah, man. I'm excited. I, uh, I love doing stuff like this, and, and uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk with you today and, and kind of give you a, a look into my life and, and uh, into Worry Fuel and anything hunting and anything that you want to uh, I'm an open book, man. So so let's dive into this and, uh, and go from there.
0: Wicked. Well, first off, why don't we start off You know, a little bit about yourself and, and some of your background.
1: Perfect. So I have been an athlete my entire life. Um, I mean, all the way from like T-ball on up from, I did boxing and Muay Thai and and MMA and and football and track and I mean just any sport I can get my hands on and, uh, always have been intrigued. So I, when I was 17 years old is when I took the very first, my very first supplement, it was creatine monohydrate by twin lab. They were the first ones ever launched creatine and I got obsessed with it and I gained like 12 pounds and everybody, I was on steroids, but I was on creatine and, and, uh, and I was, I was on a, I was that like weird kid in high school that would like count my calories and, and try to like eat my protein and do all this stuff. And it wasn't even popular. It wasn't even trendy or no one was doing it. And, um, and I just wanted to be a physical specimen. You know, I grew up in a, in a, uh, trailer that both my parents smoked like a ch- chimney. And so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to get out of that I want to be i uh, basically a, just a specimen of an athlete and so i that was at a young age I think I was eleven years old when I first having those had those thoughts where I was like i want to be just this buffed out like ninja dude that can do anything conquer all and and uh and I paid attention to my diet and, and supplements and training from a very young age um, at the same time I was a hunter, so we live in this trailer park and uh there was a uh a group of of buddies of mine that would take me they'd come pick me up and they'd take me to bow shoots and i didn't have so you oh oh that i borrowed and uh hey ryan you cut out for a second there Uh uh-oh
0: i don't know if you can hear me or not but it is cutting in and out severely
1: <laughs> did i lose you?
0: there you are again
1: oh okay <laughs> oh it's Someone's all good. calling me like every two seconds
0: right okay, yeah that, that actually happened to another guy and he he's like, you know what I did? He, <sighs> he said, I turned my phone on airplane mode because Zoom runs through Wi-Fi. And I mean,
1: obviously – Well, know. I'm in my car. That's what so I, I assumed.
0: That's what I assumed.
1: Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> driving right now.
0: Yeah. No worries. Uh,
1: but uh, <laughs> kind of crazy. But can we edit that and just keep going?
0: Yep, yep, absolutely. I can edit all that out. Just okay. uh, pick up where you said um, – you said I had a couple buddies, and that's the last thing I heard.
1: Okay, so I had a couple buddies that uh, were—they were the uh, tickets of me getting into hunting. So they were some buddies that um, that their parents went to archery shoots and set up archery shoots, and uh, and so we would go and we'd set up the archery shoot. The <laughs> moment. And uh, um, I, I grew up. I went through high school in Idaho, so we'd go to these shoots. And I got a Hoyt bow that was a hand me down, and I didn't have sights on it or anything. And uh, was able to uh, learn I don't know how to shoot and all the ins and outs of hunting. And I shot my first deer when I was 12 with a. Uh, it was actually a recurve. I was borrowed. A, I borrowed a recurve, a 45 pound recurve, and shot a two point velvet. Um, that's that was wicked. my first kill, I guess, yeah, it was fun, man, like and I was obsessed ever since, like in all honesty i and then my family kind of like I had like some distant uncles and stuff that hunted, so I'd go with them and um kind of grew up hunting most of my life and uh and you know I, I wouldn't consider myself like some expert hunter, but it's it's something that I'm deeply passionate about and absolutely in love with, and it's my stress relief it's what keeps me kind of grounded and and uh, um in a, a spiritual aspect too i just go up there and i feel closer to to uh to god and and there's just so many great things about it you know that mm-hmm. i that I, I love about honey so That's so to keep going on my story I, I uh yeah man i then got into um lifting a lot like a, a lot and uh, as i was getting graduating high school and going to college um i got deep, deep into supplements. I was a, I was an athlete and a model for supplement companies back in the day and, and did fitness modeling and all that stuff for a lot of years and, um, got into, uh, learning how to manufacture supplements and how to flavor supplements and, and all the ins and, and ins and outs of like the chemical reactions of supplements. And so it was, uh, it was, uh, I mean, something that I've been involved in for a very long time. And when, um, and, but I always took supplements that my friends owned, or that I that I'd followed on the, the market. And, and then it got to the point where they were putting so much stimulants and caffeine in it with very little beneficial properties that I was like, dude, I'm done. I'm done taking this stuff that's bad for you, and I'm going to uh, create my own that has neurotropics, which are, are more brain-healthy ingredients and that stimulate the brain and the nervous system. And so I was, from my understanding at that time, um, six years ago, we were the first supplement that was a pre-workout that had neurotropic brain, uh, more brain cognitive, uh, brain functioning ingredients in it um, with very little stimulants in it. That way you'd get a good pump, you your brain would be lit up, like you're dialed in and focused without the jitters and your heart pumping. And we actually made it for the MMA community, the fighting community. And yeah, that's uh, awesome. it took off. We sold... Yeah, we sold a ton of it. We, you know, me being deeply involved with fighters um, at the time, and and uh, um, I was personal training fighters and working with pro athletes, and so I was just able to get into in, in more involved um, with it. And uh, then I get these, I get bodybuilders that would take it, and then I would get people that asked begging me to to create them supplements, and because we own a manufacturing facility. Um, when I when I started the the supplement, I wanted to manufacture myself because in the years of being involved in the supplement industry industry, I saw so many shady things going on where um, third party manufacturers, which is where everybody gets their stuff from, they would leave out an ingredient or not put the proper dosage in there and still charge the customer. And so like, you know, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right. And so we uh, learned how to set up an FDA approved clean room. We have three clean rooms and uh, learned how to set up packaging and learn. We just learned as we went, man. And, and I have a bunch of friends that were manufacturers. So I was able to do it right and do it smart. And, and uh, and I personally flavor everything and, and uh, we it. I formulate it and we create supplements and uh, you know, it's, it's good and bad. Like we, we have a lot of problems with, with, like I said, I was telling you earlier with like labels and stuff, but, but uh, people don't understand the amount of testing and love and dedication that goes into our supplements because we, we build them for us as athletes, and uh, and then knowing that the that if they reach our standards, which are extremely high, then they then the the our followers and our friends and our customers will love them as well. And so, yeah. we, uh, we 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 decided early on. Um, I said, I'm gonna I'm not gonna build supplements that are that are just money makers. I'm gonna build supplements. That have no, we're not going to do any budgets. It's just going to be, if I want to build the best pre-workout for the mountain, this is what I know would go in it. And then we figure out how much it costs and uh, we roll with it. It might be way expensive or it might not be. And, and, uh, and so we, we do things that we build things that perform, create increase performance or increase recovery time and nothing else. So if it doesn't do those two things, we don't do it um like like for instance everybody asks us why we don't do whey protein wait we, we don't do whey protein because there's thousands of articles out there saying that it's it decreases performance it decreases recovery time because it kills bacteria in the gut and so you know we won't could we make a lot of money doing it oh we'd make a ton of money you know we don't do fat burning pills which is the hottest thing on the market why because we don't believe anybody should take them we believe they should eat more greens and eat healthier and uh and so we we only build things that that would be needed with, with already doing a healthy diet, already being conscious about your weight and your, and your, in your, uh, food and your training and your lifestyle. And so, you know, supplements are, even though I, I want to sell a bunch of supplements, there's a supplement they're They're not there to rely upon solely. They're there to supplement you and better you of what you're already doing. And, uh, and I try to tell people that it's like, you know, you got to get this. You got to be smart about your health. You got to be smart about what you do. I geek out all day and night with podcasts that we have doctors and and research articles. And and every night I'm I'm um, reading new new articles to stay on you know on top of our game and and to make sure our customers have the very best. And and I know that these other companies aren't doing that because they're going to a third party manufacturer, and that third party manufacturer is telling them this is what's hot. This is what you need. This is what you need. And and none of those people that are creating the supplements they're not athletes they're not hunters they're not they're not anything you know they're just some guy that was hired to build a pre workout you know mm. and so that's what i really truly believe sets us apart man we we build the very best supplement that money could create for us because we're in the trenches we are no different than our customer because we are the customer you know
0: yeah yeah and that i think so. like you say putting yourself in those in that situation where where you view it as building it or or manufacturing it or whatever you want to call it you know (laughs) putting yourself in that situation it's you know you can equate it to a bow shop right if if the bow tech at that shop is going to work on that bow like it's his own the work is going to be much better and it's no different with a supplement company so that you know that that right there speaks volumes for the type of work and the type of product you guys are uh, putting out, and the type of work you're putting into your product. That that's awesome for sure.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's. You know the thing is, is it's just exactly like you said. Like, I'm not going to take my bow to some young kid that's been there for six months. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be someone with years and years of experience that's living. Living it—that's—that's that's doing exactly the, what I want them to do to touch my bow or my truck or my car, like or anything like that. You, you know, it's all about the experience. So it's like I look at a lot of these supplement owners, and they might dress like a hunter or they might post one workout a year during the winter time. But in all honesty, most of them don't work out. Most of them don't even take their own supplements because they just want to make money. You know, they just want to market and. uh and the last thing we ever think about is marketing and money. Like it's, it's probably our downfall more than it is, you know, a, a benefit to us, but we do what we love and, and, uh, and we do it the best we can way over us. We could go pay athletes. I can go, I can go get some of my UFC fighters with, you know, one of our, one of our fighters, it has 2 million followers. You know, it's like, I could be like, Hey, shout this out, shout this out. I don't do that. You know, I, if, if they want to shout our product out, they do. Um, and, and if they don't, they don't, we, we could go pay people with, with 800,000 followers that we're affiliated with, but to say, Hey, you know, tell everybody that you love this stuff, you know? And, uh, that's not what we're about. We, we don't care, man. We, we truly, and I don't say that like lightly, like we truly don't care. Um, our customers are our marketing and it, we don't have a sales guy. I bet you were the only sales company on the face of this planet that does not have a sales team. We haven't had one in five and a half years, you know, and, uh, it's like, we're like very few companies do that. We, we market to our customers. Our customers love it. And then they shout us out, you know, and, and just from growing organically, we literally deal with some of the top fighters, you know, NFL players and NBA players and major league baseball players. We, a ton of IFBB pros, um, some of what I consider very respected hunters. Um, so it's, it's, uh, if you look at just growing organically with through results you know we've done very well for how small we are in, and and uh, for not selling and pushing our product
0: yeah absolutely i i think once again i think it speaks volumes you know um what as far as you know your your supplements and everything like that goes and with your hunting background what What kind of stuff that you guys offer are you utilizing when it comes to your hunts or your extended hunts and um well well, let's just start with that what what kind of stuff are you utilizing when it comes to your extended hunts?
1: Okay, so here's the thing being an athlete, training and working with top athletes and top top strength coaches um I know what the body needs under like rigorous like brutal training and uh and this is the problem is is we if i were to tell anybody if someone said hey what's the number one thing you want me to take while i'm on a backpacking trip i'd say minerals i, I would say anything about minerals you know and, and that's where it all starts and so that's why we have heavy electrolytes in our our re, our refuel which is for hunting and uh and we have the proper delivery systems and amino acids to replenish the minerals of the body Um, and from my understanding, comparing ours to others, we're the only ones that do that. Um, we're the only ones that have clinical dosing. We're the only ones that, that have proper minerals and minerals are going to keep you from cramping. Minerals are going to keep your brain function at its highest. They're going to keep your body from going lethargic. They're going to keep you, they're going to keep your whole body from tearing down. So that's what I would say first and foremost. Um, and then if you're a guy like me that gets up at four in the morning and jumps and goes and, and hunts, you know, I, I have to have a little bit of a stimulant, you know, so I, we created Elevate and Elevate has enough caffeine to to stimulate the nervous system, but also has cordyceps and adaptogens, which help your body adapt to the physical activity you're doing. Um, and then it has neurotropics in there that light up the brain. And so those, those are the things that I don't, I don't recommend anybody taking a normal pre-workout on the mountain. I don't recommend anybody taking the garbage that's out there, like in all honesty. Um, when you're on the mountain, you need to be careful with what you put in your body. So is, you know, if you, if you see a big buck and you're stocking the big buck and you have a ton of stimulants in there and all of a sudden your heart's just pounding or when, well, you know, a lot of these, these companies put a lot of like NO2 products in there. It's like the last thing you want is your pu- your calves to get super pumped up while you're on the mountain. If that happens, you're toast, you're going to, they're going to wear out so fast, you know? So, yeah. um, it's, it's kind of goofy what I see out there, but, um, it's uh you know I I would say replenish your minerals top first and foremost, um make sure you you know you have adequate amount of water, and uh, and everything else is secondary. You know this the the stimulants to keep you going and all those other things, those are you you take those as needed. Um, but uh, minerals are are first and foremost for all things.
0: Oh, that's that's interesting. You know, because I, my background as far as you know, um, workout like workout type of uh of supplements and all that kind of stuff. My background is, is nothing compared to yours. You know, I, I, that's something that I never myself got overly interested in learning about. Um, So that, that's to me, they replacing, replenishing minerals that I was, you know, honestly, and this is no shit. I was expecting, you know, like some sort of something to give you more energy or, you know, something to, you know, replenish you after after uh, you know after you just climbed four thousand vertical feet or something like that but but uh, i mean and i understand the minerals are replenishing your minerals and things like that but i th- that was that was an interesting answer to me because it's quite completely different from what i was expecting
1: <laughs> yeah you know the the thing with it is if, if you if you're so i deal with a couple of triathletes and top level triathletes of the world and and uh, when, when we have them doing their 14 hour, you know, triathlons, it's, it's um, mineral supplements first and small amounts of stimulants and BCAs and glutamine. And so that's, that's the, it's always minerals, minerals. If your minerals are low, no matter what, how much BCAs and glutamine and recovery products you take, they're not going to work. Then, so you got, you have to keep your minerals, your minerals high. Like one of the thing, I think the biggest common myth is like, Sodium's bad for you you know and and uh, it's it's over the the last couple years um strength coaches and and research labs are telling everybody look you need more sodium than you ever thought you needed um we're sweating all the time we're sweating all day even in the winter time we don't even know it like we're we're getting rid of toxins and when we do that we're we're deplenished or we're getting rid of all of our sodium and and I'm a big sodium guy. Like, I take a lot of sodium. I take sodium that would scare some people. And uh, <laughs> that's why I'm vascular. That's why my muscles are full. And uh, it, it's not, you know, there's no tricks to it. It's just, it's just common. Well, it's research, but it's uh, it's proven research, you know. And, and so I've been taking high amount of minerals for the last three or four, maybe five years. And I don't cramp. I don't have any muscle issues. Um, even when I'm, I'm going on a backpacking trip, trip for four or five days and carrying a heavy load, you, you won't ever see me cramp. I, I, I don't I can't even tell you the last time I cramped up. Um, but yeah, and, and and you know, when you're talking about a pre-workout or anything like that, or, or, or some, some stimulation is you want that, but you don't want too much of it. You know, you don't want to, you want to have what's called an adrenaline dump and crash where it's like, you got you have to take a nap or your body's, you know, fatigued. If you, if you have the right amount and uh, drinking over the right period of time, it will benefit you greatly. But, with that, you want to make sure you have adaptogens. You want to make sure you have cordyceps. You want to make sure you have the proper things in the in that energy drink, um, because too much of the bad stuff is gonna is gonna rock your stomach. It's gonna rock everything.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. So, you know now, now that we basically have some of the some of the stuff that we should have as far as replenishing our body, namely the minerals. Um, what what kind of other type of foods and things like that would you recommend? Like things that are really high in proteins and calories or really high in carbs? Like what kind of other stuff should people be really looking at to replenish their system as, as easily as possible when they're when they're up in the mountains?
1: So when I when I look at my snacks, I, I bring snacks so I can keep them easily accessible. Um, I I'll bring a a light meal for lunch and then dinner. Um, and usually my dinner is like a peak refuel or a mountain house that I doctor up or something like that. And, um, one of the things that I learned over the last couple of years is there's in the Amish community, they freeze dry or dehydrate, um, beef, like organically grown beef, onions, green, uh, green beans, uh, bell peppers so you can buy those in in quantities and they're super cheap so a lot of times i'll go have a mountain house and i'll bring a little you know a 30 gram serving of beef and onions and throw it in my mountain house and uh and um that way i'm having super quality protein for my dinner to replenish my body but when i'm when i'm having my snacks my snacks are high potassium foods like bananas um I, I'm a high fat guy. So if, if I'm going up in the mountains, the last thing I want is carbs, because carbs will slow me down. They'll they'll um they're kind of like energy sucking to a point. And, and and you gotta have the right carbs. But uh so what I do is I will have I'll have my beef jerky, I'll have um I eat sardines. Sardines are extremely good for you. Um yeah, they're might maybe not the best, but they're extremely good for you. And, uh, I'll have, um, a lot of nuts like, and nut butters, you know, those, that's like my go-to and, uh, um, and then I, I bring, I bring some antioxidants on the mountain, some pills that I, I, when I eat, I pop those as well. And it's like vitamin D, vitamin, um, A or vitamin C, um, vitamin E. And then I'll, I'll bring some like grapeseed or something just to make sure that my body's not going to, not going to go to crap over long hikes, but um, high fats, I would say high fats, low carbs, low sugars, because if you get a sugar spike, you can go hypoglycemic, where you're getting dizzy and, and stuff like that. And so, um, you see a lot of guys bringing candy and all that. I'm like, man, that is so bad for you. Like (laughs) the last thing I want to do is like, that's like, it's like putting dirty fuel in your truck. Right. And then going to race it. It's like, (laughs) you want to, you want to keep it clean on the mountain, man. Oh man, I'm telling you, like the, you oh, want to feel good, life. you keep it clean. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you and everybody else, like I go hunting with dudes, and I'm, I look at them and I'm like, what the heck is that? <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just it. In all, in all honesty, we can do that stuff when we're really, really young. Our bodies can handle a lot. But the older you get, the more sensitive your insulin levels are. The, it, there's, there's a lot of situations where, if you want to be at your prime, I mean, at your prime, and I don't mean, I mean glassing to Focus to feeling good and not feeling bloated and all that stuff. You got to eat clean, and it's yeah. usually a lot cheaper to eat clean. So it, it sounds almost like. So
0: I hate to throw around the word keto, <laughs> but it it sounds
1: nothing more- like keto. Okay, now this is the thing: is no, no, don't get me wrong. It's not keto because I don't I don't believe in keto. Um, I believe in a low carb diet, not a no carb diet, and I do believe in high proteins and red meat. And I believe in high fat. So, I believe in, in high fats, um, high proteins. Which keto's lower protein, higher fat. Keto is like fat is the king of all things, and God and 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 <laughs> proteins okay, and carbs are horrible. Like I'm not into that. Like you got to understand, like your body needs its protein. Um, and I and I do believe in high fats, but I believe in low carbs because your carb you need carbs. It is a scientific fact that you will go catabolic and burn muscle tissue on a no carb diet. No one can argue that there's proof in the, in, in so much research. Like, so I keep my carb levels, um, depending on my activities between 50 and 75, sometimes a hundred, but grams. they're all geared towards my activity. So yeah, um, grams. And so like, for instance, I'll be up, up on the mountain. I'll be, I, I take these freeze dried bananas and, and these like, they're like kind of like a softer banana, um, um, snack that I'll take. on I me. Mean, there's plenty of sugars, natural sugars in there. And so I keep my cars between, you know, I'd say during the hunting, uh, during my hunts, they're like a hundred to 125. But like on a typical day, if I keep my cars around 50 to 75, I'm a happy guy. Um, but man, I'm, a, I'm that guy that I'm 235 pounds and I could, I eat probably less than my wife does. Like I don't, I'm carb sensitive. I'm insulin sensitive. So I don't need to eat a lot
0: man that must be
1: nice and you know it's a 160 it's crazy no it's it's horrible
0: and and i more than my wife and her sister and my sister and my dad and mom combined when they're all here
1: (laughs) oh yeah do you know i get it i get it like i i uh i it's it's you you know this is the thing is is that's why i don't believe in anybody setting up a meal plan for anybody else like as a trainer i don't believe in that um i solely don't and so i believe that your body is built the way you know it is and it's going to be way different than mine or the next guy's and so you got to find what works for you you know and so um i know i know exactly what works for me for my body for what i want to do if i if i wanted to go and lose if i want to get down to like five percent body fat i could do that in the next three or four weeks um I know if I want to gain weight, I know I can do that, but you know, I just know my body. I'm so in tune with my body. Um, that is crazy. And so, um, everybody needs to be that way. Like they need to figure out what works for them. Right. Yeah. You know, I have friends that they, their body loves, they love their body loves dairy and they, and they can be lean and and get gain weight on dairy. And I'm like, dude, that rocks my gut, you know? And so I can't do dairy. Um, so everybody's different, but, but yeah, you, it, it, I do believe there's common rules to it all. Um, you know, I do believe you need fats, carbs and proteins. I truly do. Um, and, uh, uh, a, a, but you need a boatload of water and you need a lot of minerals. Like those are the things that I know you need, you know, just, that's just science, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, um, man, I just, and I don't, you know, I, I made you laugh when I, when, I, when I said you should see what I take. But honestly, um, I, we started making our own uh, dehydrated meals. And, you know, which, yeah. which I've really come to like, to be honest with you. I, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of extra work, but man, I can put, if I want spinach, I can put spinach. If I want jalapenos, I can put that. If I, I can put as much meat as I want, you know, and I, I really enjoy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have had a few that weren't overly tasty, but, um, I always try and write down the ones that were good so that I remember to make those again, as opposed to the other ones. Uh, but totally, but you know, I, I don't know. And then I get out there and, and I get to where I start craving, you know, it, whether it's more carbs or something, something sugary, you know, and and I I don't know I don't know what to take what to bring with me to supplement that craving so that I'm not just pissed off that I don't have a bag of Skittles.
1: <laughs> Maybe I just need to get. No, I'm there. with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I could show you. Um, there's some killer snacks out there that are amazing. Um, RX makes the best nut butter that pot- there's possibly out there. Um yeah. Like there's that whole like fat or whatever uh-huh. that is to me a very very poor um product um, but r it's called rx that company makes the best nut butter it has has egg whites in it, it has so it's just an amazing source of proteins and nut butter and uh there's stuff like that there's there's so many cool things out there that, that i i like Get so excited when i see them at the health food store i'm like dude i'll bring that hunting and uh and i love it you know
0: yeah yeah for sure i i uh you know i kind of kind of like yourself i guess i You know, I'll bring uh, a meal for lunch and then it depends how far I'm backpacking and how long I'm staying as to what I will have or or, sorry, I bring a meal for dinner, what I have for lunch. Um, But yeah, like you, you know, I'll have uh, protein bars and uh, lots of jerky, (laughs) things like that. Um, I also was there for a while. I was bringing like peanut butter balls and uh
1: you know i mix oh them. yeah I, i'll bring those actually
0: yeah and and uh oatmeal and those are those are excellent um but man you know the things things like the peanut butter balls especially that that's something that's just so great for cost too i mean the amount of peanut butter balls that you can make that are yep that are, it, yeah so um what what exactly is you know you mentioned drinking lots of water and we all know out there that, that packing around a lot of water is is heavy. So do you do you try and be somewhere hunt somewhere that that it's easy to be filtering water and things like that or do you just yeah pack a bunch like what what's kind of your game plan there?
1: So I'm I'm really I'm in water drinking I'm like a cam I, I drink so much water it's crazy. So I'm like that guy that's like constantly. So most of the time, I'll say 80% of the time I hunt, I know there's a stream nearby. um, And I plan my hike in in my um, everything around my water source. If not, though, I I bring a whole separate pack. So I'll bring a pack um, like um, I'm using a Kefaru pack right now. um, Mm -hmm. And that will have two bladders in it. And so that way I can if, if I know that if I need, you know, extra water, I'm good. Um, if I'm not, then I'll bring one with one bladder and, uh, and I always bring a straw with me or some kind of filtration system. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I truly believe there's nothing worse than running out of water. I freaking hate that. You know, I had a friend two years ago that got, that got thrush. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with thrush, Yep. but, uh, so a friend of mine, he's a hunting fool and he would go up in the mountains and hunt for hours. Like and he'd be, he'd leave at four in the morning. And hunt for six hours without water and come home, and because he didn't want to pack it, and uh, and he ended up going having to go to the hospital because he got thrush, and uh, the doctor said it was from dehydration. Jeez. So, yeah, dude, I'm I'm a I, I keep my body as, as prime as I can get. You know, I think hunting is hard enough as it is. Yeah. Then to feel gross and out of and and not you know kind of not feeling on on your your a game because because you made poor choices to me is is no bueno. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. There there's another thing you probably uh would be like, What the hell are you doing, man? But <laughs> the water is is a subject with me and I don't I don't not drink it because I don't really want to pack it. I don't not drink it because I want to act like a tough man. I don't remember to drink it. Um is what usually happens to me. Uh and I mean, no kidding, I, I've made like three liters last three days which is terrible for my body. Jeez, I'm not not, going to argue that with anyone. That is not good for me. But I mean, I get up there and I don't know whether I just get so focused or especially if it's cooler temperatures, man. I I don't ever feel thirsty, so I don't ever remember to drink it. It's Yeah, it's not good for me.
1: (laughs) That's crazy. You know, one of the things that I do, um, and this is kind of goofy, but if I know that there's not a water source, I walk – Literally mega slow, like a snail. Um, so I don't sweat as much and uh and burn off as much as I, I, I want to hold on to everything I have. And so I'll force myself to take slower steps and to pause more and to rest, like to stop for like two seconds, three seconds, just so I can hold on to the water I do have in my body because I know that there's not a water source nearby.
0: Man, that's that's actually a really good tip. That's awesome. That makes sense too. Honestly. I get out the truck and, and like keep, one it bottle keeps of water. Keep you from
1: sweating, you
0: know? Yeah. like one bottle of water. Okay, let's run up that hill over there.
1: <laughs> That's crazy.
0: Uh, well crazy like we say, it's it's like I was just saying, it's definitely probably not it's not
1: healthy. There's no probably it's not healthy. <laughs> no. And, and, you know, like, this is the thing is, is this my, my common response to a, every, I get DMS all day. I want to be jacked or I want to be ripped or I want to be this. And I want to, you know, I want to run a triathlon. I want to whatever. And, and I tell them like, you already know what to do. You are, I guarantee you already know that you need to drink water. You need to be healthy. You need to take your minerals. You need to train hard. You know that And what you don't know is easily accessible. So don't come, don't come pay me 200 bucks a month, you know, just, just do what you're supposed to do. Cause I believe that 90% of people, they just want validation for what they already know. And they're willing to pay for that. Yep. And it's like, you know, and like a trainer is going to tell you to do uh, the same workout as you can get for free off 400 websites. Right. <laughs> but just because, because he's a trainer, you're going to pay him the money. So he validates you
0: no it's got the name it's but, got their name at the top of their workout too ryan
1: yeah yeah that yeah that too some <laughs> some guy that gave that workout to 900 of the same individuals but it's <laughs> uh if you know it's the same thing with hunting though like we know what we're supposed to eat we know what we're supposed to do but do we we make the smart choices and do it 90% of the time we don't like because we're like Oh, you know, I, I'm supposed to be healthy, but that tastes gross. So I'm going to bring a Snickers bar, you know, or, you know, I, I know I'm supposed to be drink water, but I don't feel like drinking water. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think we're all smart enough to know what we need to do. We just don't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so kind of that, I mean, that's a perfect segue. So talking about things that we're smart enough to do, um, as far as the workout scene goes and being in the gym scene goes, uh, what kind of stuff should people that are, that are interested in backpack styles, backpack style hunts be focusing on, you know, they're not, they're not interested in being, let's, let's, let's give you a scenario. So let's say somebody's not interested in being super shredded, you know, they're, they're definitely not interested in, so therefore they're not interested in going to like bodybuilding competitions they're purely interested in being able to get up to the top of the hill as quickly as they can and then be able to get that animal back out as quickly as they can. What kind of stuff would you recommend they focus on, whether it be out of the gym or in the gym as far as workouts go?
1: So this is what I say. Um, for, I'm going to go out of the gym. Let's say you're at home. Um, there's two things that I would get. Um, let's, say, let's say you don't even have weights, right? So mm-hmm. there's what's called a, 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 Bosu ball and it's, it's got a flat bottom and it's like the, there's like a half a rubber ball on, on it. I don't know if you're familiar with what I'm saying. Okay. Um, it's a Bosu ball that you stand, you, you put the, the ball part on the ground and you stand on the flat surface. Okay. Yep. yep. It, it'll kind of be an un, 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 unbalanced situation I would recommend, highly recommend doing daily squats. And, um, if you can single leg squats. Um, or just standing there on one leg to balance out and strengthen your stabilizer muscles in your ankles and your knees. That way, when you're side hilling and, and you're, you're you're about to twist your ankle, you'll you'll have extra strength in those stabilizer muscles. Um, that would be that'd be like the first thing I would tell anybody. Second thing is um, get bands. If you're a homebody and you can't you can't do any weights, you know, get there's a a, a million types of bands out there, and you can get bands that will that you can do. Cause a lot of this is going to be hamstrings, glutes, lower back. So when we're, when we're hiking, it's, it's the hip area is that we're, we're going to have explosiveness. We're going to have stability, all that. And so I, I would tell everybody get a jump rope and get bands to do different movements to strengthen the areas around your hips, like your lower back, your glutes, your hams. And, uh, and that would, that would do world of difference. Now going into the gym, um, it's very very common things such as the hex bar deadlift which is like a a bar that's like that's like an oval shape and you stand in it and you hold each side of it and you do a deadlift um mm-hmm. there's the regular deadlift with the barbell those those are two things that are staples in all my workout um and then in the gym i would focus on on your back like your back is a huge component your back is protecting your spine your spine is 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 compacting with a heavy load. So if your back is not strengthened and super strong, you will have back problems on that hike, you know? And so I tell everybody, demolish your back. Lots of pull-ups, lots of rows, lots of deadlifts, and get that back just like a beast. And if your back and your legs are are set and strong, you're you're money, you know? Like my favorite exercise I do three times a week is hyperextensions for my lower back because they work my glutes, my hands, and my lower back. It's probably one of the only movements that will do that. And so um, I do those, <clears throat> excuse me, three times a week and I don't have back problems. I used to have tons of back problems and uh, doing those, I don't have back problems. And, uh, and I know that when you're climbing a mountain, I know the, the proper movement that our body goes into, it, it will first target your, your quads, your hands, your glutes, your back, your calves. And so those are the movements you think, okay, this is what I'm targeting while I'm hiking. Now, if I'm packing out back, if you have a pack out, you need heavy leg or strong legs, and you need to be able to lift a lot of weight on your back. And so if you don't have that, there's a good chance you're going to slip a disc, herniated disc, have hip problems, um, and so forth. So those are what I would say. And then the last thing, this would be like, you need to do it, but it's not as important as everything else is your core. Um, You do need to work your abs, and you need to keep your core tight and your obliques tight, but that would be more like a secondary thing
0: got gotcha. you gotcha. Well that i mean th- that's excellent to kind of give people a foundation cuz I, I i think there's there's a big thought out there that hey i'm a i'm going to be a backpack hunter so i'm just going to walk up and down the hills you know and yeah you know you just i mean you you literally just mentioned six to 10 other exercises that someone can do that that can be extremely beneficial that they're not going to get from just walking up and down a hill. Like, I, I live, I have a berm home, and we live in a valley overlooking a, uh, a small creek. So, obviously, my seven acres is, is a hill, you know? And,
1: yeah.
0: and so, I can, you know, yeah, I could throw 80 pounds in my backpack and walk up and down that every single day. But there's a lot of stuff that you just mentioned that just doing that isn't going to help.
1: Totally. No, hundred percent. Like you need to work your stabilizer muscles. Like the other thing is, if I would do all, all the stuff at the at home barefoot. Um, that way your, your, your feet are getting worked. Your toes are getting worked. Um, and then I would, I would learn to roll out your feet um, with like a golf ball or something and uh, and roll out your legs um, and your back. Those are the, the rolling out is just as good if not better than getting like a deep tissue massage from a massage therapist. Like get a foam roller, they're cheap You get them at Walmart and roll yeah, out like every night and that way you yeah they're they're dirt cheap and you can loosen up your fascia and, and when you loosen up your fascia it doesn't pull your knees out of joint like there's so many good things that to do um and it just takes you know that extra effort if you want to be the best hunter and the best climber without injuries those are the things that you have to do
0: yeah absolutely i think i think i agree you know uh with uh success doesn't come without hard work you know obviously and and uh something as demanding as as hunting uh you've you got to be doing a lot of stuff year round it's not a you know and that's that's you know it just drives me nuts when I see people hey bow huntings next week I better get my bow out
1: <laughs> you know it's just like yeah yeah totally
0: what the hell but anyways no no yeah. different than uh than working out I mean i and in no way am I saying I mean I know I know that you're you're a gym guy and you love working out every single day um but in no way am i saying that people have to do that to go on a backpack hunt but what i am saying no not at all 100 percent is you better start doing shit at least three months before your hunt because if you don't you're not going to be as excited and happy on that hunt as you could have been
1: (laughs) dude there's nothing that's so true And, and that's the thing it's like you know i i do the exact same kind of training all year round. Like um, in an hour I'm going and doing uh it's called bang Muay Thai. So um, it's functional movie um kickboxing class, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in, and I do it. And I, the reason I do it isn't me, I've, I've been doing it for a while, but it's not because I want to be some bad, a fighter. Cause I probably won't ever jump in a cage again, but it's because they, we work barefoot. And, uh, and it causes my toes and my feet and my calves and my, to, to create severe stability. And uh, and with that stability comes so many more benefits on the mountain.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like you say, stability, especially when it comes to side hilling. Um, and even you know stability when people may not think about it, climbing in and out of a tree stand that requires a lot of a lot of stability. When you're hunting lower land with all the sagebrush and the, the prairie dog holes and all that kind of stuff all of that requires stability. So it's not just stability to go climb up to the top of the Wasatch front or wherever the hell you might be hunting. And, you know, it's not just stability for that. It's for every type of movement, especially when you have weight in your backpack.
1: Yeah. I don't care what mountain you're on or what state you're in. If you're packing out an elk or deer, you need stability. Yep.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, you know, what uh when it when it comes to your archery hunts um how many of those do you try to fit in a year and you do you usually just hunt utah or do you hunt a couple other states what uh what kind of hunts you usually try and do
1: so so i i go out three days a week every single week of the scouting season um and then as it gets closer i go four four days a week um because i i'm only i only live 25 minutes from the trailhead and so Gotcha. Um, I can get up way early in the morning, and then um during the hunting season, it's three to four days a week throughout the entire year, unless something major comes up with work. um And I hunt here, in Idaho, and I plan on hunting Montana this year.
0: Oh, wicked cool! Wicked cool. Are yeah, you? Yeah, I'm uh, from
1: Boise. So,
0: oh, okay. Uh, I got you. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't realize you were from Idaho. I I hunted Idaho for the first time this year, actually. Well, I guess, I guess last year, not really this year, this year. Now that we're 2019, I hunted Idaho for the first time last year, technically.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I hunt, uh, I want to hunt as many States as I can this year. Um, Wicked. As, as many animals as I can with my bow, I'm going to go rifle hunting for the first time in a long time this year. Um, cool. cause my son's old enough and, uh, oh, so the cool. rifle hunt in Idaho. Yeah. So other than that, man, it's, uh i I I am a I'm addicted to the bow, man. I, I love hunting. Even and I'm like that guy. Like last year I I, I shot a two hundred plus inch deer, couldn't find it, ended up finding it six weeks later alive but barely. And uh couldn't track it down, couldn't find it. Ah,
0: oh, that's that's a tough go for sure.
1: Um uh, Oh it was. It's still all season it haunted me. Like it haunted me. Um I looked for him for the entire elk season. I look for him every day, and uh, the it, you know it is what it is. But I I still love going up there. If a stock doesn't work out, I'm still one happy dude. I mean, I'm like, that was awesome, you know. Like so yeah, with yeah. that rifle, I just don't get that, you know. I I I I respect rifle hunters and stuff, but it's like you see it, you shoot it, it's over, and I'm like, uh, okay, that was fun, you know. I <laughs> I just I love this. I love the fair chase, man. I Like the fair chase to me in this challenge and and all that and then it's so much more rewarding if you like you know actually harvest an animal and i just am addicted to it
0: yeah no i i agree i i thrive off of the challenge and uh i i thrive off the variety too you know because whether whether i go out there and i see a giant buck and i make the stock and i shoot him or i blow the stock and i get another stock even if the deer is in close to the same position that first stock was that I blew, it is still a completely different stock that gets, you know, it usually plays out completely different as well. So the variety and the challenge is totally. just, man, it just drives me.
1: Oh yeah. I'm with you a hundred percent.
0: So, you know, with, with a little bit of your MMA fighting background and everything like that, how, how do you equate the, the challenges that, uh a high country archery hunt throws at you um to say you know the the challenges that that a that a fight might throw at you or can you equate it you know can is that is that, is that even something you can equate um
1: no it 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 can be in the in the in the the challenging part alone like so they're both like extremely um high adrenaline sports, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, there, there's something that you, you have to be addicted to punishment, um, both mentally and physically in order to, to love both of those sports. And, and what I mean that you have to be that guy that loves pushing your body, pushing yourself, you know, it, it's like, you've got to build it to, to love pushing your limits at all times. And they're very similar when it comes to mental, the mentality of it. And, uh, in the physical, preparation the physical and mental um like you know ups and downs and there, there's a, there's they're very similar in those aspects The only, the only difference is is one the deer don't don't punch back you know right <laughs> so you know you can you compare it to like mma or boxing it's like you're getting you're getting physically hurt versus um in hunting it's more like you're getting physically just worn out you know
0: yeah absolutely absolutely well Ryan, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Um, as you mentioned before we started the recording, you are starting your own podcast. Uh, why don't you mention a little bit about that and then also let people know where they can find yeah, so you and, and, your, and your supplements?
1: So my supplements, um, our supplement page is warriorfuel__supps on Instagram, warriorfuelsupplements.com. Uh, my page is Ryan underscore warrior fuel. And uh, then we have the warrior fuel hunt page, um, which is just a community. The Fuel hunt page is literally a community of just dudes that love hunting that are solid, solid individuals. And uh, uh, quite a few, you know, my good buddies have the password of that. We post pictures and have fun. And, and, uh, and so um, if you, you know, we, you can find us in all those areas, but uh, the podcast that I, I created, we're filming quite a few podcasts right now. We haven't launched it, so we, the name isn't um being thrown out there, but as soon as it does, um I'll let you know and and uh and that's it's it's a pretty interesting podcast and it's been fun to film what we've done what we've done so far and, and what we're you know what our plans are. Yeah,
0: wicked. Um w- just you know, kind of a brief summary of maybe maybe some of the topics you guys are gonna focus on with your podcast at least.
1: If that's yeah, cool So the you. podcast is Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, of course. So the podcast is basically um, right now there's a lot of fluff out there, it's like all these big entrepreneurs are like, you know, you know, I got big, I got rich because I worked hard seven days a week, 20 hours a day. And they're not, they're not telling anybody the steps, the tricks, the tips, the, um, uh, help avoid the mistakes and the problems that they made. So the podcast, it, it's a, a variety of, of a lot of business, but like fun, cool businesses, um, that myself and my friends have all created, um, and, uh, and how we did and how we overcame challenges, how we overcame, you know, financial cash flow models, how we overcame and, and how we even got started, you know, like, how, you know, yeah, it starts, you know, with an LLC, like, and it goes on. And so all the, you know, when I started the supplement company, I I'm now almost six years deep and haven't paid myself because we're growing the business and, uh, it's mm-hmm. in situations like that. And, and then we're talking to, you know, some of the top UFC fighters where they started, what they had to overcome, some of the top boxers in the world and, you know, professional athletes of of all sorts, as well as, you know, it's all about bettering yourself, real life experiences and, and how to get from point A to point B and the truth of doing so. Um, and we're here just to, to add massive value to the fitness community, the hunting community and uh, the entrepreneurial community. And, uh, that's basically it. That's wicked. Well, when
0: that comes out, let me know and I'll be happy to mention it either on the podcast or Instagram posts or whatever. Uh get some people headed your direction and check that out. Cause I think, like you say, getting rid of that fluff so that people can really see what is going on. Uh I, I think is huge. And let's be honest, the the bar to have success has never been lower. I mean, we have so many tools. And opportunities and people that are willing to help uh, at this day and age. That man, if you want something, you got to go and get it. And and you know, you guys basically giving the real actual blueprint. I think is huge. So it's awesome.
1: Oh yeah, that's our whole goal. Yeah, is to give the blueprint, like step by step, on how to create a business and how to create a, a career. If it's being a, a professional fighter or professional whatever, um, it's the steps of doing so.
0: Yep. Awesome, Ryan. Well, I, it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Hopefully we will uh, get you back on sometime in the future because I just, I've had a blast chatting with you. I really have. Thank you very much for
1: your time. I would love to come on back anytime you want me, man. Um, Great talking with you and I appreciate it.